Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of 1 Corinthians. We're in chapter 1. We're putting in at verse 9 today. Um, And um, Paul uh, is writing this letter to these baby Christians um, who apparently had been you know, just recently baptized or uh, had joined the church. Corinth was um, um, very much an international city. Um, Lots of trade, lots of uh, diversity of the population. Um, And Paul, every single verse that we see, uh, Paul is referring to, in some way, to Jesus Christ. And it, uh, McGee talks about this, that the, the centrality of Christ is so important, so crucial. And um, w- one of the things that, uh, kind of in summary, what we talked about last time, which I thought was great, the first eight verses talked about being in the will of God. And you can tell who's in the will of God by if you're, if you're set apart, in other words, if you're called to be holy, to be set apart, um, you can see that if you're in the will of God. If you're, if you're sanctified, if you, you can see, tell someone's in the will of God by if they're living a sanctified life. You can look for the fruits of the Spirit. Um, the sanctification of Jesus Christ calls us to be born again into new creations. And then if you're sustained by the Lord Jesus Christ... So um, being sustained, you can find out who people call on, what people depend on when for their everyday sustenance. Is it the Word and the will of God? Is like our food and our air? Um, or do people depend more on themselves and their own wisdom and their own finances? So being set apart to be called, to be used by Jesus Christ, to be sanctified by Jesus Christ, to be sustained by the Lord Jesus Christ. So with this in mind, we'll put in at verse 9. And McGee calls verse 9 almost like the, the key to the whole epistle of Corinthians. So let's be 
let's not pass it over. Let's pay good attention to it. Verse 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So, that's verse 9. So, first off, you get another reference to Jesus, and it's even a longer title. His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's like four reference points now, so you can't even miss who it is. You know, Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, that divinity. Jesus is the person, you know, on earth that people saw, the personification of the Word, Jesus. And then Christ is sort of the fulfillment of the Old Testament promise that the Christ would come to conquer for once and for all. The Christ, the uh, uh, the promised one, to fulfill the promise of the Old Testament, that there would be a king greater than all, and our Lord. It speaks of a divine. Um, he's God Himself. He is our Lord that we worship. So. All of these things point to the divinity of Christ. So, God is faithful, whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son. So, so we have the faithfulness of God, His patience with us, His patience with us who um, are being set apart, being sanctified, being sustained. But it's a gift. As as we said earlier back in verse 6, it's the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. We saw that in verse 4. It's something that we need to be thankful for. But God is faithful. He's given us a gift, but He is faithful In all of us, he's faithful to us. He's patient with us. And that takes the position of just ultimate love. And we were called into the fellowship of his son. And that's what McGee says is so important, is this fellowship. And um, this fellowship that that we have, that we are um, called into is uh, translated to belonging to one another, um, to sharing possessions with one another, this fellowship, um, this partnership type of thing, um, this communication. It has translations there, or like communion. We are called into the fellowship of His Son. So it's a very intimate word there with its multiple connotations, but we are called into communion. And I love that word because it is so intimate. It has the, the 
it's it's not just belonging like you're a member of a club, but it's actually fellowship. And so the ability to talk, to communicate, to share, it's it's a partnership. And that speaks of this incredible relationship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. You were called into this. You were invited. You were given membership. Uh, but it's deeper than that membership. So that's what McGee uh, says is so vital that we understand. And then verse 10, uh, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, another reference to the centrality of Jesus, that all of you agree. And that there be no divisions among you, but you are united in the same mind, the same judgment. For it's been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow, follow Cepheus, which is another name for Peter, or I follow Christ. Okay, so we were called into this fellowship, this partnership, this oneness we have with Christ. But look what's happening to the people with themselves. They're divided. So how can you have everybody one with Christ, but so divided among one another? You know, like Paul, a brilliant person, a brilliant writer, um, very charismatic, you know, making all these mission trips. Apollos, McGee calls him like the Billy Graham of, of their time, just a great orator that could soar in his speaking abilities, abilities to the heights, you know, probably inspired so many people. Or Cepheus, Peter, a rugged, charismatic, you know, emotional person who, you know, walked on the water with Christ. And then others say, you know what, I'm above all these people. I'm just going to follow Christ and I'm not going I'm not going to deal with anybody specifically. You know, these are all things that we tend to fall into. We we tend to fall and be inspired by the person giving the the message. But Christ is supposed to be central to all of our lives and as we are partnering in fellowship with Christ, we need to be united in the same mind with the body of Christ. So, we're going to stop here. Um, tremendous lessons right off the bat for us to be thinking about and being prayerful over. And I just love the part about this in fellowship with his son, that that's a reference to prayer. And I just, that fellowship, that Spiritual fellowship is prayer. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today in your study. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through 1 Corinthians. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.
Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 9, all the way through to verse 12. So we are beginning at verse 9, which is part of the introduction, salutation, and thanksgiving. Verse 9 is probably the key to this epistle. Actually, Dr. Jeeva McGee states, you know, um, according to him, it's the key to this epistle as it emphasizes the Lord Jesus Christ as being the solution to the problem. But it also, you know, not only does it emphasize that, it also emphasizes how he's the solution to all the problems that the Corinthians had in the church and the personal problems they had in Corinth amongst believers. Today, the church and you know, the children of uh, God, they have similar problems and the solution is the same. So the problems that we're facing right now, they're not new. They have been faced before and the solution is not new. The solution has always been the Lord Jesus Christ. It always points to Christ. Verse 9 of scripture reads, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he's been mentioned um, in particularly in every verse that we have read of First um, Corinthians. So in the nine verses, so this is the ninth reference to him in nine verses. And Paul is putting an emphasis on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's putting an emphasis on his lordship. So we have four points of identification of our Lord Jesus Christ here. So the word that's actually important here in connection with the Lord Jesus Christ is fellowship. Let me just read the verse again, verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that's what's important here, fellowship. So fellowship here has several different meanings, you know, put into different aspects. Um, of our lives or the point that we're at. So it actually means fellowship as we know it, you know, to fellowship, to get together, to commune. Um, that's what it actually means. And Paul also used it to refer to contribution. So he told about taking up a fellowship for the poor saints in Jerusalem. So in the in this epistle, and that's First Corinthians ten sixteen. It reads, "The cup of blessing, which we bless, is it not communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ?" So here Paul speaks of the communion, the fellowship, and then um, fellowship also means dispensation so it can mean partnership as well so here we can call it partnership and it's one of the greatest privileges that's given to us this partnership that we have with the lord jesus christ which is a privilege a very good privilege when we are in christ we have come to him as our savior so he is our partner so fellowship can mean partake communication it's an intimate relationship with the lord jesus christ so there are two ways in which we can actually have a 
partnership or um koinoin koinoinon that's like a hebrew word for partnership with the lord jesus christ first in business so everything that one owns actually belongs to christ so jesus as much as it belongs to us it belongs to christ because he's the architect of this world everything is his and for us to actually um have what we have we're using his resources so so everything that we own belongs to him so he's actually interested in what we own what we have is his so we should bring him into close relationships so the reason why we're living breathing walking doing whatever we can have a brain and you know common sense and everything else it's because of him you know what we own he owns so he wants to partake in what we own so not that we can give him much he doesn't need much from us because um to go to christ and accept christ just to go in faith and not take anything to him so we are partners um in christ and then um, the second way in which we can actually have a partnership with him is marriage so you know in scripture marriage the church and christ is like a marriage so this means we have a mutual interest this means christ is interested in us and we are interested in him so we have a mutual devotion that's involved his resources are ours and our resources are his so he owns us in a marriage ceremony the bride says with my body i the worship that is you know i the worship means i present it to you, to you so this helps us to know what we do and where we do it and this should be reason enough to actually give him our best body yet we actually belong to Jesus Christ and he belongs to us so whatever we do we should always do it for um god you know how we present ourselves even in business you know even at work whatever we do whatever we put in whatever we um however we do it we should always do it unto the lord jesus christ we do it for him because we are partners so mutual service which i had spoken of like mutual devotion and mutual service this goes in partnership with marriage uh he you know he, the lord jesus christ accommodates himself to our weaknesses and we need his gentleness and we accept his power so if we turn to the book of isaiah isaiah 63:9 reads in all their affliction he was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them in his love and in his pity he redeemed them and he bore them and carried them all the days of old so you know here in other words he was afflicted in all our afflictions so we stumble and fall but he doesn't stumble and fall he's not weak he doesn't stumble and fall he actually accommodates our weaknesses himself and all of our shortcomings he doesn't become weak at all he just accommodates us so we fall and stumble so many times the lord doesn't fall and stumble with us he accommodates our shortcomings as long as we keep turning back to him he keeps on accommodating our shortcomings because the lord is long suffering and he is gracious and merciful 
So the partnership of Jesus Christ is the solution to all the problems of life. God is the solution to everything. Let's turn everything to the Lord. So if we look at 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, this actually ties it down, brings it back down to verse 9 that we just read. So therefore, scripture is, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So this verse 58 of 1 Corinthians 15, this goes, it loops us back, like I said, to verse 9. Um, you know, therefore, it actually ties it all up that God is faithful and we can actually depend on him. He is our partner. Okay, verse 10 goes on to read, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So here we will see concerning divisions, and party spirit and there goes all this actually sorry this actually goes all the way to chapter 4 verse 21 of first corinthians and um here we have centrally the centrality of christ uh crucified it actually um corrects divisions so let me just turn to chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians 21. It reads, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 21. Sorry. Let me just quickly turn there. Um, it reads, what do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? So we want his gentleness, like we said earlier on. So here, you know, we have the centrality of Christ crucified. It corrects division. So the Lord Jesus Christ is mentioned here again, 10th time. And this epistle actually emphasizes the lordship of Christ Jesus. So today the church and most Christians have problems. You know, the Corinthians had their problems. And today the church, it's not new. Uh, we have problems. And today we also actually emphasize the lordship of um, the Lord Jesus Christ. And not just talk about it. So is he our Lord and Master? You know, people are very good at talking about like the Lord Jesus Christ and memorizing scripture and all. But not even putting it into practice. So the brethren should actually speak the same thing and not, you know, claw at each other or hate each other or, you know, hate one another and backbite and just be better. So they should be no open break in the church. So the church is just fractured here in this instance. So it was the infighting, the gossip, the criticism, hatred, bitterness, and God is you know, our partner, we can't have that in our lives because God is our partner and our God, our God is a God of love, is a God of peace and joy. 
So the same mind is the mind of Christ. So we ought to have um, the mind of Christ. Verse 11 goes on to read, For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. So this, you know, there was actually strife in the church and Paul got it firsthand and he had a name of who told him and this was Chloe. So if we put it in our local situation today, if one is going to make a charge, one ought to back it up with a name. You know, just you can't hide behind a keyboard or however way you're actually um making that charge. So Chloe said how it was and she brought it out into the open. So if it's actually wrong, it has to be brought in the open and dealt with. You know, it says woe to the to, to, to that person who actually brings um a situation out. So the problem in the church is that they had a lot of baby Christians in that church in Corinth. And they do a lot of crying. That's what they were doing. You know, this person was saying this, the person was saying that. Verse 12 goes on to read, Now I say this, that each of you say, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of um, Cephas, or I am of Christ. So here, um, there were some that were that actually followed Paul. Paul was like, you know, deeply spiritual and all. And then there were those that actually followed Apollos. Apollos, you know, he, you know, he went into it. He took you um, deep into scripture. And then there were those that liked uh, Cephas or Simon Peter. Simon Peter was fiery and very evangelistical. Apollos was more. Um, um, new apostolic he wasn't an apostle so these men all had you know strong personalities with different characters very different so they never actually made the division they all um, contended for the faith together and maintained um, the unity of the spirit and exalted Jesus Christ but it's actually the members of the church um, at Corinth, who were actually making the divisions, like, oh, hey, hey, I follow Apollos, hey, I follow Paul, um, oh, I follow Cephas. So Paul will actually talk to them about it and show them the centrality of Christ um, is actually the answer to the factions in the church until we are willing to come to the person of Christ. There will be no solution. Okay, so this is our teaching for today. Great stars so far. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.